my biggest obstacle would be these courses and these products. It's, it's, are they aligned with my brand? It, being a serial entrepreneur puts me in several verticals, but is it too spread out or should I start trying to focus on specializing? Well, hello and welcome to Brand Therapy. This is our podcast where we tackle real life challenges faced by personal brands and companies just trying to make it in the world. Positioning, building, promoting your brand. That's what we talk about. I'm Phil. I'm Lauren. And today our guest is a lot of things. I tried to come up with the the way to sum it up. That's exactly the challenge. That's the issue we're facing today. I think a lot of people relate to this, right? You're good at so many different things, but how do you be specific enough that you become the expert that people call on that subject? It's a good thing to be good at things because then you build a reputation and people call you for that, but it also works against you from a branding standpoint because as I've said a million times, when you try to be everything to everyone, you effectively appeal to no one. I missed the timing on that. I was going to say to no one. Oh boy, you missed it. Joe, what do you think of Joe? Oh, he's great. He's He's so inspiring. Yeah, people are going to love this one, especially for entrepreneurial people who have many interests. Joe is like, you know, on another level with his interests. They're so varied. But even someone who has two ventures going on, who's one thing for their day job and exploring something else at night, I really think they'll they'll benefit from this episode. I do too. I'm really excited. Can we get to it right away? Because I feel like this is... It's too good. Joe would never spend this much time talking about something. <laughs> so he just would do it. He would do it. It would already be done. Let's get to our conversation with Joe. I think you're going to enjoy it. My name is Joe. I am an entrepreneur. I've been employed with several companies, uh, three acquisitions, well, two acquisitions and one merger. I've been in so many industries. I've been in medical. I've been in real estate cryptocurrency. I've been in marijuana industry. I've been in, I mean, the list goes on. Right now, my, it's funny, I, I put a hold um, for a while. I was in a transition where I was trying to figure out, you know, what is it I want to do? What is, you know, who am I? What is my purpose? What is my mission? And right now I'm just kind of in a, a stage where I'm really conceptualizing everything. And one of the challenges is that I'm dealing with is really you know, besides action, besides content creation, and besides you know, actually providing value for taking people's attention, especially with social, because uh, my brand and my offline reputation and, you know, the word that goes around about me, it's I've never really applied for a job. It's always been a referral or, hey, you're looking, this guy could use your help, so your services, and so on. But it's really the main thing I'm trying to focus on is really attracting, just take capitalizing the internet, just your, you know, exposure to thousands and millions of people. And that's really the struggle I've been coming up with and trying to resolve. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's something we encounter often with entrepreneurs that essentially base their career and their life decisions on opportunities they identify. A lot of times, some of the most successful people I know have achieved success from so many different opportunities that have nothing in common. And I would argue you are one of these people, right? You do a little bit of everything, but what is the through line? What's the common thread? How do we sum it up in a sentence? This is like brand therapy in the most traditional sense. We'll figure out what that through line is. Let's figure that out. Talk to us about some of those projects that you've been involved in recently that you would, if I said to you, tell me three things that are interesting 
about your career or wins, however you would define those? If you had to narrow it down to a handful, let's say three, what would those be? Well, absolutely. The first thing has got to be is wherever I start, it's not where I finish. And by that, I mean, I actually once was, you know, just as every entrepreneur goes, you go through your ups and you go through your downs. Sometimes you have a lot of money, sometimes you have a little bit of money. And I needed work. I needed a salary, honestly. I needed something to, to float me by. And uh, I got this. What I came on board as a social media manager. Doing that and being in the you know atmosphere of that workplace, they see my capabilities and they realize, oh, okay, you're not just a social media manager. Now you're business, business development. And my first startup, it was an IV company. And you know I started off as just the... Oper- I, I started off really as the glue. I was kind of doing everything. And then I grew into the operational manager, which honestly, that kind of got repetitive, which caused me to step away from, from them, which thank God they ended up getting fired. So it's really where I started, not where I ended. I hope that's where everyone believes their same path is. It's not necessarily a job. It's more of a career. That's what careers are. You kind of grow into the position you want to be in. So that's definitely one. <laughs> Let's see. Number two, there's nothing that I can't do. And thank God, we have the internet, you know, we are the generation of the internet because anything you want to learn, you can just sit there and Google it. For me, it's, you don't need 10,000 hours to be good at something. You know, you just need, you know, look at the 1% of whoever's good at that. They, they, you know, to be in that 1%, you'd be probably 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours, because there's people out there that have no idea of this realm of existence. And most recently this happened with affiliate marketing and ad networks. I had no idea about this, but just sit there with a, bunch of coffee and stared at a computer screen for a whole week for 40 hours into learning ad networks. And I can tell you all about DSPs, SSPs, and um, ad exchanges, and RTBs, and these terminologies that I had no idea about. And it's really the fact that we're exposed to information. We're in the era of information. And I'm, I'm, one of my greatest skill sets is the fact that they say, can you do something? Before I even know what it is that they're asking me to do, I already say yes, because I know that without a doubt, I'm going to get that done. And that's, you know, with the the luxury of the internet. And let's see, the third thing that I'm an, uh, an asset for, I would say, is, you know, it's I'm, an, I'm a creator of ideas. Uh, you have an idea, I'm the one that gets it done. Whether it's, you know, my first startup, they called me the glue. I was the guy that held everything together. And then most recently, I was helping my friend who does short-term vacation rentals on his branding. And he's like, hey, can you build me my site? I built his site. Now we're building out his course. And, you know, we created the outline and just help him write his book. And I help him with all these things. And when people ask, what do I do? I'm like, I can't really answer that because I don't really put myself in a box. Yeah, I'll never forget Phil telling me that he didn't truly understand the power of like a brand sentence, so to speak, or having a brand until he was at a party and someone introduced him to another person and actually said his brand sentence like to that other person. And I feel like you kind of, you need that to help people refer work to you. You need something that other pe- that will help other people, not necessarily help you, but to help other people connect you. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. So let's actually, and I know you, Joe, we're friends. And I think it's interesting because I could be the person to now, let's say Joe's with me at a party and I have to introduce him to someone. I didn't script this out or anything. I'm just going to go with the flow. You don't know Joe as well, Lauren. So I'm going to I'm going to tell you how I would describe Joe. Let's take that and mold it into something better that Joe can then use as part of his brand. And the reason we're doing this is is 
obviously to help you because we got you on the phone. But I think any entrepreneur, any idea person that's listening to this will have value in this exercise because sure, we're, you, you're, you know, the person that's listening is not in the hot seat right now, but there's no reason you can't go do this with someone else. Just because we're brand strategists doesn't mean that, you know, we're the only ones that can answer this for you. You could go and take this exercise and do it anywhere. How do others describe you? When you like, you think about a brand sentence, it's always like, well, how do I say it to others when actually the most important thing is how others are saying it to their context when you're not in the room. So how would I, right? How would I describe Joe? Joe to me operates on a different level in terms of like awareness and the ability to see opportunity. I don't like the term opportunist. I think it's too weak sauce for my friend Joe Casanova. (laughs) But it's like this guy, I already know that he knows, he knows extensively about a new topic that people are talking about that I know nothing about. Let me give some examples. Cryptocurrency. Let me give some examples. Real estate and how to make money. I don't know anything about this because I do what I do day to day. But if there's like a hot, trendy topic, something that I know nothing about but want to start to learn, Joe's the guy I call because I know he's already done something in that space. Because what what I hear people see now as an opportunity, Joe already saw that opportunity a year or more ago. How did I do? Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Way longer than a sentence. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot to work with. And I actually, it's funny because I I remember... Phil saying, hey, Lauren, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Joe. And I said, well, who who is he? And then you actually, you had some issues describing him. And it's funny because Phil actually said, oh, well, Joe, Joe's great. Joe does it all. And that's the exact same thing that you said your contacts are, are saying. I really like, well, it could be a weak word, but I'm just going to put it out there for us to discuss right now. I like the word futurist. I like the word forecasting. I know you're more of an action guy, Joe. Like you you predict the future and then you do something about it. But how do those terms feel to you roughly? I've, I've toyed with futurists for so long. I've, I've actually studied some of the top futurists. I and mean, one of my favorites, Kevin Kelly, is check out his book. It's fantastic. Um, I, I, I am a big fan of that word. It's just, the, the issue is when you meet someone, you know, it's inevitable, which is actually Kevin Kelly's book's title, that they, you know, they ask, what do you do, right? And it's so hard for me to explain what I've done. So I only talk about what I'm currently doing. And, you know, futurist and that thought process is something that supplements what you are doing to make you better at it because you get to see the trend and you get to anticipate what's going to you know, be the hot topic or, you know, if the bull market's going to become a bear market, you know, in the sense of cryptocurrency. And I absolutely love the terminology between futurists, but the th- the problem with that word futurist is that someone goes, oh, so what do you do? And I say, I'm a futurist. To them, they just think, oh, I need to predict the future, but how does that serve me? Yeah, and it's abstract. Thing, and without a doubt, one thing that I do and I always find is that even in my social media posts or even... In my conversations with people, I always try to leave them with value. I try to leave them with an impression of, you know, of greatness of something that they, of some sort of, you know, improvement. And they say, if you, you know, love what you do, never work a day of your life. And I really do love what I do. And if I don't, I'll just stop doing it and I'll move on to the next thing, which is why I've had such variety in my life in different fields and different industries. So, futurist is definitely 
you know, still toward the same direction. Uh, opportunist, you know, we don't like opportunity word. It's, I feel like it's a trend word. It's a, or not a fad word, but it's currently, or, you know, I've had thought leader as well, but you can't really call yourself a thought leader. <laughs> Other people have to call you that. So still, still thinking, still letting those wheels turn. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Well, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard it before, but you're going to hear about it again. This is the time where I tell you what we do for a living. We do this, just a much more detailed, longer, private version, and it's called a brand audit. If you like what you hear, you should consider hiring us to help you. We're like that mirror that tells the truth about what's working and what's not in your business. If you're interested in more information and a special offer that we have for our podcast listeners only, visit philpallon.expert slash therapy for all the details. What are you waiting for? Go and do it. Now we'll get back to the show. You know, I've had thought meter as well, but you can't really call yourself a thought meter. <laughs> Other people have to call you that. So still, still thinking, still letting those wheels turn. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Everything you said. I'm looking on your website now and you describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur. And I like that. I like that term a lot because it tells me that you're someone who really gives your all to any project. No one calls themselves a serial entrepreneur unless they're truly addicted to the rush of learning something inside out and growing a business. Absolutely. Um, that uh, had It was so funny watching folks talk. I was that guy that had such a long description that I obviously wrote about myself. And the first thing Phil says when he gets on stage is, you need your bio to be conversational in first person. And I'm over here talking third person in 10 paragraphs describing my whole journey. And I immediately changed it. And through the notes that I took, that, that was kind of what I came up with. And I still think it's a work in progress. But the one thing that I did have that was kind of overlapping in all the industries and every um, company or business that I had, or even the books that I've written, um, the one common factor in all of it was really growth. Whether it's you're trying to grow your business, try to grow your income, you're trying to grow your knowledge or your portfolio, whatever it is, that was the one word I was toying with because Phil knows I'm an avid, you know, educator. I, I love learning. Uh, growth is really the main thing that's really drawn to me and everything works along with it. So the other thing I think to consider here, and I also love serial entrepreneur. I like that more than futurist. I wonder about the role of futurist as a sub-brand, not the actual overarching brand. I like the literal nature of the fact that I am a serial entrepreneur. That is exactly what you are. It really is. And so then let's take that and move one layer down, which is the opportunity to get more specific on what those serial entrepreneur opportunities are? What are the ways in which you engage with others? What are the ways in which you monetize your work as a serial entrepreneur? Or better yet, hold on, this is the best one yet. What are the ways in which people can access you as a serial entrepreneur? That's Those are your sub-brands. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Lauren, thoughts? I love it. Love it. So serial entrepreneur, would that be a part of the brand sentence? If so, is futurist tie with that? Is I'm trying to figure out how would you tie the two? And also, of course, saying it without trying to boot, tweet, tweet your own horn or boost your ego in the process, right? 
I think we need to create a script, like a script that people can easily say. So, so if I was to say, oh, hey, you should meet my friend Joe. He's a serial entrepreneur and he develops skills and educates businesses so that they can make as much money as possible. That's how I would describe you. And if someone were to be like, oh, well, that's really cool. How can I work with him? Like, what does he do? I would say, well, he's a futurist, so he could forecast trends specifically in your business, trends and opportunities. He's an author, a best-selling author, and can help you write your own books. He's an educator and can dive deep into any topic that you throw at him. And he's an investor, real estate, or even, I'm not sure if you invest in businesses, but maybe maybe you do. So that's, I think, the most kind of logical way to describe what you do and how someone could engage with you. How do you feel about that? I, I honestly, Lauren, that was, I felt like we planned this ahead because that was, <laughs> that was moving. Wow. Yes. That was great. I feel like you know me better than I know myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do everything though. Like it's crazy. It's, I can see why it's challenging for people to introduce you and also for you to explain yourself because you're like, well, I, I can and I love doing everything. It is. It's one of my, one of my major needs is variety. I, I like a challenge every day, especially I mean, being challenged. It's my adrenaline, you know, uh, not knowing something, being stumped and just saying, wait, you outsmarted me? And then I have to run home and go on my computer and figure out, you know, what, what did I go wrong or what didn't I know? And that way, next time I speak to the person, I'm like, hey, remember that conversation we had? Let's further discuss it. And I, I absolutely love what you said, where it's, um, it's conversational. Um, I've, I've been identifying myself as a serial entrepreneur because of the fact that I've been involved in so many businesses. So the question is, when someone says, Oh, so what do you do? I'm a serial entrepreneur. And then they say, oh, how, how can that help me or how can that serve me? So then I guess in that case, it's really case by case, no? Yeah. Is, uh... Yeah, it would be case by case. I think the common thread between all those different sub-brands, those specialties, is that you would do, you develop, you scale, and you educate businesses so that they can make money. You don't seem like the type of person to me to dive into a topic just so that you can know about it. You like putting things into practice and you like a profit at the end of that. That's just my hunch. Is that is that true? Absolutely. I believe in lifestyle businesses. So I would invest my own time, money, whatever the case is, into a business if I believe that I would actively use that business or delete. I would if I believe in that business. So um, everything I'm a part of, it's because like, it's somewhat invested in my lifestyle. Phil, what, what do you think? I think it's cool. I think that we've arrived at some concrete ways to describe Joe with brevity. And I think that's actually one of the more traditional functions of a brand, of having a brand, of being able to say it in a few sentences in a way that whether you realize it or not, presents you with more confidence, presents you with... Um, a stronger stance. You know, I think people are more likely to believe in what you do by being able to say it in just a few sentences, just a few words, actually. I think that in itself is going to be pretty powerful as you think about some changes for your website and ways you describe what you do when you're at a cocktail party, all these kinds of things. What do you think, Joe? Well, one of the, one of the challenges that I am dealing with right now is, is products, um, especially digital products. Um, right now, I'm in the works of creating this short-term vacation rental course with my property manager because I see the opportunity. But what he's doing is just unheard of. And I think he's a market leader, but he has no online presence. And I want to help him build this course. But 
you know, the thought is, okay, great. Am I going to package that course as, you know, as a co-author and co-brand myself as a real estate professional? And then, you know, I also have a book on cryptocurrency. And then I also have a book on being, you know, socializing. I have a book on, um, I'm going to read through a second edition and call it Lifestyle Design. And it's about designing your lifestyle. Um, another one on growth hacking. And you see all these books are on different verticals. Well, I just wrote another book on conversational marketing, which is really the text message approach to marketing um, with a colleague of mine. And it's just, they're all kind of spread out. And my biggest objection is really, I mean, my biggest obstacle would be these courses and these products. It's, it's, are they aligned with my brand? It, being a serial entrepreneur puts me in several verticals, but is it too spread out or should I start trying to focus on specializing? I don't think you should focus on specializing. I think that part of what makes you a serial entrepreneur is that you don't limit yourself to any industry. You see an opportunity anywhere and you take it. Interesting. I agree that we just need to accept the type of person you are. And that type of person is not going to, you know, rock a niche, if you will. You're not going to stay in one place. You're not going to stay in one industry. You're going to bounce around like your crazy entrepreneurial self. And I think that's the brand. There's no sense in trying to think of it otherwise. I think that's what it is. And and to brand that in a cool way. I mean, it, it, the thing that I would say too is this is the kind of thing you don't just talk about and decide and and decide overnight. This is the kind of thing where we plant some seeds, but we continue talking about it, right? What is that through line? Even if we don't know that brand sentence just yet, we know at least the job title, the term in which all of that is, you know, stems from. But a brand, you know, in terms of having a strong positioning in the way you say that takes months. It takes months. And then once you decide on what that is, and then it changes already because you're changing. So I think just accepting that is also a big part of this. I was wisdom right there because it is ever changing. I mean, <laughs> your interests change every day. And, you know, even your work, I think right now we should stick with serial entrepreneur, let it float, continue with the. Uh, watering the seed of this hopefully grows into this two words grows into a sentence and we can see what it takes us 100 percent. i want to keep providing value and mm-hmm. you know right now my social media is on pause i haven't posted a long time ago and i'm just conceptualizing strategy my strategy i think is very on point it's just the content needs to follow now and that's the biggest issue it's what's the message of that content yeah and the inspiration to post and the motivation and just the framework in which you feel like your efforts are contributing to something that's going to move the needle in the right direction. And I think this conversation gets us closer to that. I'm excited for you. Oh, I thank you. I don't know what I'd do without you. You too, Lauren. Oh, Lordy. (laughs) Well, get to work. You've got lots to do now after this productive conversation. So we'll let you get to it. And we appreciate your time and your transparency and your openness to kind of figure out how to sum up all of this into words. I think... Uh, it's useful for you, but I think it's also useful for all the entrepreneurs that are listening to go, oh yeah, I can't summarize this in a few words. It's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. Really, I appreciate you both. Okay, full disclosure, Joe is a friend of mine, but still this conversation taught me some new things about how to word all of this. Even I, the branding expert, can't really sum up, you know, him. God, what I a know. useful exercise. It was. I, I 
I must say, talking with Joe made me feel like such a like turtle, like a slow moving, lazy person. But inspiring in a way, But inspiring. But I was listening to him talk and I was like, my God, I can't remember the last time I like... Read a book. (laughs) Well... You read, I don't read. I read read, a lot. But but not a fiction or not something as a pastime, more as something like to learn and become better. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about him is that he's just all in. When he sees opportunity, which he sees far faster than most, he's all in. He becomes an expert and he's completely humble, has humility through that whole process. I think it's very cool. It's incredible. Like he must have such drive to constantly be finding new things to be excited about and just diving in. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, it was fun to have him on the podcast. I like having people I know, us people we don't know that well. So Joe, that was fun to have you on. We appreciate it. Hey, what did you think about this episode? Are you an entrepreneur? Are these some of the things that you encounter and face, right? How do we sum it up in a few words? A lot of times you think branding, that's the immediate challenge. How do we say what we do and why people should care in literally just a few words? Let's continue the conversation. Hashtag brand therapy at Phil Palin on Twitter and Instagram and pretty much everywhere. At the Lauren Moore. Well, thank you. We hope you truly have enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with a new guest. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review. iTunes, five star, leave a little nice little saying, something that you listen. That's how we know. We appreciate it. It helps other people find us. And like I said, we'll be back next week. New guest, new challenge. We'll see you then on Brand Therapy. Thank you for hanging out with us and listening. Bye-bye. Here's what's coming next week. Everything else um, was more towards my custom prints and doing um, custom photos for people that it literally took away from that whole area and drove me in the direction I really didn't want to go. 